in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Stunning new testimony in Ken Paxton's impeachment trial this afternoon. Thanks for joining us on this Friday. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Daniel Marin. Today saw allegations of retaliation and lawlessness. Testimony for the day wrapped up about half an hour ago as the trial nears its halfway point. Let's go live to KXAN's Ryan Chandler. Ryan. Well, hey, y'all, we're, out, we're outside the Senate chamber where deliberations just wrapped up for the day, and today was perhaps the most damning day of testimony yet. We heard from a man named David Maxwell, who was the former director of law enforcement in Ken Paxton's attorney general's office, and he was lauded on both sides for an illustrious career as a Texas Ranger and former DPS official. Now, the allegations today say that Ken Paxton cut that career short after Maxwell went to the FBI with allegations that Paxton was engaged in conduct that was both unethical and illegal relating to a relationship he had with a donor, Nate Paul. That resulted in a lawsuit for wrongful termination, which Maxwell settled with three other whistleblowers for $3.3 million, and that is the reason why we are here facing impeachment today. By that time, your career had taken up how many years? It was 48 years. Were you proud of your career? Absolutely. I sued because he ended my career in a very unjust manner. I did nothing wrong by standing up for right. Now, the defense pushed back on those allegations, pointing to transcripts of conversations that Maxwell had with that campaign donor to Paxton, Nate Paul, making the assertion that Paul never asked the attorney general's office to commit any crimes. They wrapped up about 30 minutes ago, and they'll be back for more testimony on Monday at 9 in the morning. We'll bring you that the latest then. Britt, Daniel. Okay, a quick weekend and then we're back. Don't forget, we are live streaming the trial in its entirety. Click on KXAN Live under the news tab at KXAN.com. The Liberty Hill police officer who Texas DPS says shot and killed 21-year-old Jackson Lieber in January will not face criminal charges and is back on the job. The police department's internal investigation completed in July found Officer Esteban Gomez Sanchez did not violate any department policies, and a grand jury issued a no-bill the month before. DPS says Lieber crashed on a ranch road, wandered onto private property, and got into a fight with the people who lived there. DPS says Lieber then fought with the officer, though the agency hasn't said whether Lieber had a weapon. Lieber's family has filed a lawsuit. Their attorney says the trial is set for December of next year. Your Austin Energy bill is going to be a little bit more expensive next month. Austin Energy says there will be a 5% increase to its power supply adjustment starting October 1st. And this impact will be less than $2 per month for the typical residential customer. Austin Energy says they have to increase bills because of increases in wholesale power market costs. And the heat continues. We just got the biggest bill we've 
we've ever seen yes. at our place. We'll so. wait till next month uh. when the heat from this month starts to show up in that bill. But uh. let's just say this. Let's hope that today is the hottest day of the rest of the year. Yes. Can we say cool. that? I think we might be <laughs> okay. able to say that. But, uh, right. uh, you know, we'll see, right? 106 is where we are now in Austin after reaching a preliminary high of 107, easily breaking records. And we've got numbers from 102 to as high as 108 outside right now. Some concern about fires. We've got a very dry air mass overhead. Relative humidity is less than 20% in most areas. And while the wind isn't that strong, it is still a little breezy, enough that if a fire starts, it would spread. So you certainly want to be careful not to start a fire as we head into the evening. Still at 102 at 7, 90s most of the night, and then it's 80s after midnight through most of tomorrow morning before a brief dip into the 70s. Coming up in first warning weather, storms return tomorrow. We'll time those out. We'll show you when it's wettest next week and those highs dropping below 100. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Some surprising revelations after a judge ordered the release of the report by the grand jury that indicted former President Trump and 18 others in Georgia. Grand jurors also recommended indicting 21 other people who were ultimately not indicted or charged. NBC's Alice Barr reports. In Georgia today, a previously secret report was released showing that a special grand jury in Fulton County recommended indicting 21 additional people in the state election interference case against former President Trump and his already 18 co-defendants. Among those 21 new names that the district attorney chose not to charge, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, a Trump ally. I voted to certify the election to suggest I'm part of some grand scheme to overturn the election makes no sense. Georgia's Republican Secretary of State has said that Senator Graham suggested the secretary had the authority to reject certain absentee ballots, making him feel pressured. Senator Graham today refuting that, insisting he simply wanted clarity about the state's process before voting to certify the election. I ask him questions about the mail-in voting process. I never ask him to set aside ballots or anything else. The newly revealed names come after a judge ordered the release of a report summarizing the findings of the special grand jury that investigated Mr. Trump and his allies' efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Also named but never charged, former Georgia Senators David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. The grand jury makes decisions perhaps about who they can indict, who they believe that there is sufficient evidence for. And then it's really up to the prosecutor to exercise her dis discretion to make a decision as to who they should indict. Former President Trump on social media blasting the grand jury report saying, quote, they wanted to indict anybody who happened to be breathing at the time. He denies any wrongdoing. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Going in depth, new polling by the Texas Politics Project at UT Austin measures the context of attitudes toward Donald Trump. When asked, do you think Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 presidential election? 56% of respondents said yes, 35% said no, 9% were unsure. Among Republicans, 21% say they believe Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election. 93% of Democrats believe Biden's win was legitimate. And this Sunday, Meet the Press with Chuck Todd will air an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with California Governor Gavin Newsom in Chuck Todd's final broadcast as moderator. 
It's a wide-ranging sit-down with the governor, who many consider a possible future Democratic presidential candidate. They'll also dig into the role of Californians in nation's politics and the elusive proposed debate between Newsom and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. You can catch the interview and Chuck's final broadcast of his nine-year tenure this Sunday at 9 a.m. on KXAN. And right before Meet the Press, you can watch State of Texas. Josh Hinkle, Monica Madden, and Will Dupree will recap what happened this week in Ken Paxton's impeachment trial. We'll also break down the border buoy battle and talk about the new laws in place following KXAN investigations. That's this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. right here on KXAN. Coming up, the manhunt for a Pennsylvania murderer continues into its ninth day. But this isn't the first time an inmate has escaped from that prison. Plus, how you can help the Travis County Sheriff's Office find out who killed a woman in North Austin. And football season is in full swing. What's ahead for games under Friday night's lights? Now to a story getting more intense by the day. It's been more than a week since a convicted killer escaped a Pennsylvania prison. And now one of that state's top botanical gardens has been closed indefinitely after reports he may have been once again spotted on the property last night. Now this video shows Danilo Calvalcantes escape from the Chester County prison scaling the wall. The prison's acting warden, the acting warden says that earlier this year, another inmate escaped the yard in the same way. Extra razor wire was added after that incident. The prison guard working at the time, an 18-year veteran, has been fired because of this. Ocalvacante was convicted last month of first-degree murder for stabbing his girlfriend to death. He also killed someone in Brazil. Multiple law enforcement agencies are searching a farm and surrounding area today, and residents there are growing frustrated, saying that they're scared and disappointed that he hasn't been found yet. The Travis County Sheriff's Office is investigating a homicide after a woman in North Austin was found dead in a home there. Investigators say they got a call around 520 last night for a welfare check for a woman on West Wells Branch Parkway off of I-35. When they arrived, they found that woman dead with, quote, obvious injuries. Now they say they believe this is an isolated incident, but they're asking people to call the tip line number on your screen if you have any information. We're working to learn more. We'll let you know if we find out anything. Today just completely smashed the record high from this day. We got to 107. That's the preliminary high. The previous record of 102 from back in 2019. This also puts today as one of the hottest September days on record. Only three other days, all in the year 2000, had hotter days in September than today. We'll show you the numbers coming down, the rain chances going up, all things you'll like to see in first warning weather. Well, it is week three of the high school football season as teams are really into the swing of things now. And Jonathan Thomas is here to provide some insight on a few of tonight's key matchups. Yeah, that's right, guys. The most significant thing about tonight, for the most part, is that it's the team's final non-district week. But for others, such as Westlake, it is the start of district play. Westlake has had no problem in non-district play, knocking off their first two opponents, including shutting down and shutting out. Converse Judson last week, 47-0. They'll open up District 26, 6A play tonight against Aikens at Westlake. You can check out that game streaming live on KXAN.com. That's going to be a fun district to watch this season. Liberty Hill was a part of one of the highest scoring games ever in Texas last week, outlasting Hutto 82-80. You heard me right. The Panthers continue non-district play against Georgetown tonight. Both the Eagles and Panthers sport one-and-one one records heading into the matchup. Georgetown is coming off a loss to Vista Ridge. Highlights 
uh, of those games and more tonight on game night. Kickoff of that game, though, is set for 7 o'clock. And uh, we're already in week two Woo. of the college football season, Texas and Alabama. Uh, that is a matchup Big 12 and SEC fans have been waiting for. Uh, Texas ranked 11th, Alabama ranked 3rd. Kickoff is tomorrow at 6 o'clock in Tuscaloosa. But before the game, tune in to our Horns pregame Southeastern Showdown at 1230 on KXAN.com. Woo, all right, hook them. And it has to be cooler in Alabama than it is here, right? It, way cooler. It'll be 20 <laughs> degrees cooler in Alabama tomorrow wow. than it was here today. Oh, my goodness. Well, Incredible. hopefully this gives us an advantage some way, shape, or form. You would think. You right. would think. Here's the forecast in case you're making the trek to Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Kickoff temperature at 6 in the evening, 86. By the time that game's wrapping up, down into the upper 70s. Wouldn't 80s feel nice? We think we'll be close to the 80s next week, by the way. 108 is where we are right now from our Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera. Looking over Marble Falls there with the sunshine around. Plenty of clear skies this evening. Some patches of clouds come in for tomorrow morning. This is how I expect you start your Saturday morning in the upper 70s. Very warm night, perhaps the warmest night of the next week, we think. Uh, but still, another hot day ahead of us here Saturday. Middle and upper 90s by the middle of the day and highs coming in around 105 tomorrow afternoon. That's only 2 degrees cooler than today. But it does begin a cooling trend for us. Sunday morning's temperatures, couple of degrees cooler than Saturday morning. See what I'm getting at? The mornings get cooler, the afternoons get cooler. We're heading in the right direction. Middle and upper 70s, uh, upper 90s, I should say, by noon on Sunday. Highs coming in around 100 or 101 Sunday afternoon. What's happening statewide now? Some storms to the east of us. Our high-resolution computer model gives a very slight chance, say that Fayette or Lee County could feel a few drops out of these as they move well to our east for the most part. Generally, it's a dry night. Some patches of clouds to begin your Saturday morning. A lot of sun here tomorrow before our storm chances pick up, and that happens mid to late afternoon and into the early evening. We think starting in the hill country, but then some of these storms heading for the metro as we get past about five, six, seven o'clock in the evening. This is seven. And then these scattered storms and showers start to fade as we head through the late evening hours. While everybody has the chance for rain tomorrow, many of us will miss out. I think our eastern counties will likely be the driest of them all. But even in the metro, decent rain chances here tomorrow. We'll call it 30% and possibly have to rise that up to 40 or 50% as these models have been trending wetter for tomorrow. Sunday looks like a drier day. Sunshine, scattered clouds, our best rain chances on Sunday. In the hill country, rain chances on Sunday only. 20%. But hey, it's something. And we've got more rain chances to show you for next week. 78 then tonight with a mostly clear to partly cloudy sky. There's your 30% rain and storm chances tomorrow, favoring the late afternoon and the first part of the evening with a high of 105. That would be record breaking. We actually have a severe weather risk Saturday. The entire area under a marginal level one out of five severe weather threat for damaging winds tomorrow. So make sure you have a place to get indoors if those storms pop up near you. Slightly lower rain chances Sunday, Monday. Then they start to pick up Tuesday. Wettest days appear to be Wednesday into Thursday now with those rain chances starting to drop off next Friday. But the estimates on rainfall keep going up. For many of us, three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half of rain. Some spots as much as two. There'll no doubt be some localized even higher amounts than that uh, where depending on where some of the storms and downpours set up and then we also get relief from the heat of course three more days of triple digits then it's 90s starting Tuesday low 90s Wednesday Thursday and Friday we haven't been as cool as the low 90s since the first week 
of June. We'll take it. All right, well, coming up, sometimes there's nothing better than some natural sunlight to wake us up in the morning, but some UT students living off of campus don't have windows to do that because of a loophole in code. The idea to close that loophole and open a window. <laughs> tonight on News Nation, Geraldo Cuomo, live tonight. I really believe that you, you are the personification of television. One on one with all the day's hottest headlines, tonight on Cuomo. Is an impeachment actually good for President Biden politically? And why the New York Times staff refuses to return to the office? Plus, the media's obsession with Burning Man. Dan and his all-star panel are going all in. Tonight on Dan Abrams Live. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Right now for us, tracking Hurricane Lee and the impact it's already having as we head toward the weekend. We'll have the latest models, and we hear from the U.S. Tennis Association about security after that protest delay during the U.S. Open on Nightly News. Well, you may not want to open a window right now because of the summer heat, mm -hmm. but we're learning that many UT students living in West Campus wouldn't be able to even if they wanted to. And that's because there's a loophole in city code that doesn't require developers to put windows in some apartment units. Our Sam Stark learned what the city is doing to try and fix this. You might consider having a window in your room or apartment a necessity, but for some UT students living in West Campus and beyond, it's a luxury. It's just a horrible thing. Juan Miro is an Austin architect and UT professor. He said he found out about windowless apartment units when he asked his architecture students to draw pictures of their windows for an assignment. And then I, had, I started having students say, I don't have a window. I say, what do you mean? That's maybe some shady landlord that is renting you a closet or what? No, no, I live in one of the brand new buildings here. I say, that cannot be possible. It's illegal. Miro did some research, and one building he found that nearly half of the bedrooms were windowless. <laughs> we're not thinking about that, right? The health of these students. Where do you go when you're depressed? To your room. What happens when you go to a room that has no windows? You're going to be more depressed. I mean, yeah, yeah there, there's currently a, a, a loophole in our, uh, in our building code. Councilmember Kadri is bringing a resolution to the city council to hopefully close that loophole and open up some walls. But I think the important thing is that we are uh, in office and we are a dais that will uh, make sure that uh, these issues that have uh, often been ignored are no longer ignored and we're going to do something about it. Professor Miro is happy City Council is taking this up now, but wants to know about the places already built. Who's going to, who's going to pay? Who's going to end up in the windowless rooms when the building has some windows? The people that can pay are going to have a, a window, beautiful window in the corner of the top floor. Sam Stark, KXAN News. Councilmember Kadri tells us he will bring a resolution to the September 14th council meeting to look for solutions in closing the building code loophole. And going in depth, UT Austin has the highest bed count in the nation for student housing projects currently under construction. That's according to an April report from real estate company Bercadia. It shows a UT at the top with 5,500 total beds. That's nearly double the next school on the list, the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Schools in Maryland, Florida, and Georgia round out the top five. Coming up tonight on KXAN, it's America's Got Talent at 7, then Dateline at 9, and after that, we'll be back with KXAN News at 10.
Calling all fall lovers, there's a picture-perfect town in Vermont to get some fall photos. It's been a hot spot for a while, but now not so much. The road to Sleepy Hollow Farm will be closed to the public from late this month all the way to mid-October because there's been too many people going to take photos. Some residents say they've seen over 100 cars on the road to the private property trying to get that perfect shot. Local officials say the sheer number of cars is impacting traffic and obstructing emergency vehicles. Oh, I know from Colorado, mm. it's called leaf peeping. Leaf it is peeping. so fun, and there's only a slim window to do this. Yeah, you get like two, three weeks, and then the leaves are all on the ground. That's so. absolutely but it. But it is gorgeous up there this time of year. Uh, hot tonight for high school football, 102 at kickoff. At least the air is dry, so it's not too humid, but still, 102 is tough to deal with. 95 by halftime, and as we wrap things up, 92 to begin the fourth.